On this week's Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Zari will be able to control her powers, if the Taste Buds are going to be able to handle a non-scripted show based on a comic, and if Alita will be able to recover from Isaac's second and fifth betrayal. All that and more on the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be your host of this episode. I'm joined, as always, by my friend, my co-host, the Philly fanatic himself. Mike, how's it going? Good. I I didn't know who it was going to be until you said Philly fanatic. I was like, only somebody's got a giant trumpet-looking nose. We all know. Philly fanatic, and that's this guy. I would never take that branding from you. Also, Thank I feel you. like I've been giving it to Ryan quite often. I just wanted to give you your time and your spotlight to shine. I appreciate that. It's really nice to work with a host who like thinks mm-hmm. and plans and then executes. Thank you. That just is, a profesh. This is. I already like starting with you more because that is like three compliments right off the bat. I'm, I'm going to stick with this forever. What you'll learn about me, Cassie, is... I am complimenting you, and I do mean it, but mm-hmm. only when I'm also definitely insulting somebody else. I can't just uh-huh. give a compliment. I'll take- That's not my nature. <laughs> Listen, I'll take it when it's uh, when I'm still getting the compliment on the other end. I'm fine with that. I'm joined, as always, by another friend of mine. Ryan, how's it going? Hold on. Uh, person I'm talking to on the phone. Hold on one sec. Oh, uh, I'm, so- I'm sorry. What? What's up? Oh, yeah. We're just in the middle of a show right now. Ryan, do you want to hang up your phone? No, I was having a very important business call. Mm-hmm. Uh, person I'm talking to on the phone, uh, I, let me call you back. Uh, apparently, these children want to do a thing. I'm sorry, what are we doing right now? I'm so this sorry. This isn't the introduction to SNL. It's not cute <laughs> when you're not paying attention to that we're in the middle of a photo shoot. Um, I love the fact, Cassie, that you're going back to Mike's you know, family tree and all that stuff. A lot of people don't know that his mom, the Irish part of him, her maiden name was O-Host. And if he had taken that last name, it would be... My co-host, Mike, a host, and that's oh, that's so impressive. <laughs> what destiny! That would have been so great for us. I would have enjoyed that thoroughly. I just want to point out real quick that I thought of that whole o host bit, mm-hmm. and then still did the phone bit before I launched that fucking bad oh, boy. So great. that was a bit. You weren't on a phone that looked like your hand, where the finger and your pinky were pointing out. It where was such is a good bit, Cassie? You probably don't remember this, but Mike, do you remember when the movie Juno came out? And everybody was all about these hamburger phones. Yes. Where is the phone that looks like a hand giving the hang loose? And we just hold that to our face. Amazing. Does that do kids like if the kids these days go to improv shows when we're still allowed to see people and in the in the bit somebody does that? Do they have fucking any idea what's happening at all? They're like, why doesn't it look like you're holding a brick to your face? My My favorite thing is watching people that are roughly my age. Uh, try to tell a story about how they were on the phone and then either they do it like in, it's instinctually they put the thumb and pinky up or I've given them so much shit where they fight it and you could just watch their arm almost twitch off their hand like guys just tell the story you're never like the other day I was uh, driving a big greyhound bus and then make the st- big steering wheel moves and then the gear shift moves just tell the story 
Well, I'm going to do is tell the story. And I was like, so I was on the phone and just press into my ear and then just keep telling the story. So accurate people are like, oh, he's using earbuds. Interesting. Just I like his modern space work. Do a little bit of like Foley work with it too. Just like go for Mike and then go into your story. So I'm really in that for you. But there are kids these days straight up. If you have them like play like they're playing on a phone, they do just put a flat hand up to their face. Yeah, flat hand. Yeah. Or were there kids? You, like, if your phone can fit over your whole face, you might have cancer and then smash into their face when they do the flat hand. Yeah, they really open they, themselves up. If they don't put their hand up their face, just smack that kid with your own hand. Um, <laughs> were there kids born in a very specific like five year time where they say, "Oh, I was on the phone," and then they bring up their hand like folded and then unfold their hands and then bring it to their face? Those kids win everything. Yeah, no, those kids are the best. Or uh, for Mike, it's uh, I was on the phone the other day, and then he checks his pocket, brings out a little square, reads a <laughs> phone number that is on it, then has to go find a pay phone or ask his friends to borrow their phone, and then makes the phone call. And you I mind all having fucking freak. <laughs> I IRL mime all that, so it takes a half an hour before I find a random box in the living room at my grandma's house. <laughs> Right. Pretend I found the payphone. Mike, this is why nobody goes to hang out for you. When you have like game nights or any anytime you're trying to hang out, this is why we don't show up. It takes forever. We simply cannot. I'm so, sorry, like verisimilitude. <laughs> I'm sorry you use words like that. I don't even know what the fuck that means, bro. Oh. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like recreating a specific era, but I do appreciate how Cassie, instead of saying, oh, I don't know that, I'm going to look it up, just be like, fuck you, Mike, I'm not hanging out with you anymore if you're going to use bullshit words like that. That's, he That's doubled- the American way. <laughs> Insult the person who knows more. He doubled down on it. I was like, you're too much, you're entirely too much, that's why we don't hang out with you. And then he threw out like an eight-point Scrabble word in front of my face. Like, And nah, I wasn't bro. trying. I wish I could say, I was like, oh, I can hit the gas on this bit. Was- <laughs> Do you think that makes you sound better? Oh, no, I wasn't I'm even saying, trying. I feel bad. Versimilitude is one of those words like... Uh, compartmentalize where every time i'm about to say it i'm like oh you're gonna mix up so many of these syllables <laughs> just bail just don't do it versamilitata parapies <laughs> you gotta break down each syllable that was me i never progressed past that like in reading <laughs> since past third grade i always gotta like if you give me a new sentence i'm breaking down it word by word clapping we like edit out the claps and all these but you guys don't know i'm breaking them down do you know how hard that is for producer dave to edit out every clap <laughs> every up between clap. every word that you say I say leave it in sometimes so it looks like you're making a very specific point. No, guys. Here's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's very hard to tell the difference between somebody who is emphatic or very stupid. (laughs) I'm practicing for my stomp group, actually. Okay. So so you, like, we're worried about all these references, but you know what the fuck stomp is? Of course I know what stomp is. She's danced with some trash can lids on her toes before. (laughs) Honestly, you guys, I had to do a stomp play in the third grade, and I fucking killed it, y'all. It was unreal. We had little blow right. shirts and everything. Cassie, I hate to embarrass you right now, but yeah. uh, we did find that footage. Let's go to the tape. Uh huh. You guys, it's uh, it's unbelievable. It's too much. I'm actually saving it for America's Next Top Model for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the way it's that you the- said it, the way that, it the way that you emphasize those words makes it sound like somebody who's very good at like spinning a dreidel. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Look at how those hands spin that dreidel. I'm America's uh, top model, and, and then yeah, and then you can just like spin anything <laughs> like a motherfucker. I feel like we've breezed by. I really want to know what a stump play is. Are there arcs? Are there characters? Oh uh, yeah, there was fucking arcs. Okay, at the beginning, I couldn't do a drum roll. By the end, the sickest drum rolls. What more character development do you need? When I when uh, Stomp came out, I got it confused with Rent because they both got famous at the same time. So as far as I know. 
uh, when you get AIDS, you're just covered in trash cans, and then you make as much noise as possible. I love trash. And it's probably all how you got AIDS. <laughs> raccoons in this round. This is going down a great path, you guys, and I'm so sorry I got to shut it down and stop it right here. But for our main event tonight, we are going to be talking about Legends of Tomorrow. But before Finally. that, a quick stop to the bullpen. All right, you guys, we are here for the bullpen. And the bullpen, we've watched another show this week, but this week, you guys, it was a kids' TV show. So I'm going to switch it over to Ryan and let him explain how we ended up here. Um, I don't have an intro, guys. I just... Um, technically, we watched a show that is based on a comic book. Um, the comic book is EC's Tales from the Crypt. and Oh, so surely we watched <laughs> so the, I- the late-night Friday <laughs> show horror anthology Tales from the Crypt from the 90s, yes? Surely. Well, we've already done that, right? We've already done a segment, so we can't do that again? No, I no, don't think No, no, we have not. We absolutely have not. We totally could have done that. <laughs> but there was a second show. And right off the bat, let me ask this. Had you guys, and I just want you guys to know how surprised I am to ever find out about a show I didn't know about before. Mm-hmm. Like, it really does rock my ass off. Um, were you guys just surprised to know that... After all of the fame of the HBO show Tales from the Crypt have gone away, there was a Saturday morning kids game show called Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I knew, especially because I celebrated so much of the Crypt Keeper in the early 90s. I even had and often gifted uh, Have Yourself a Scary Little Christmas, his Christmas album. <laughs> So I thought I celebrated his whole oeuvre, but I had never heard of this before. And let's be honest, uh, Mike, the Crypt Keeper sort of like primed and pumped you for our relationship after that. I'm basically oh. like a fatter Crypt Keeper, but like basically has <laughs> like have the same pun game. A decrepit, haggard pun generator? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's definitely you. You just have like flesh, and that's the only difference. Cassie, a week ago, did you know what Tales from the Crypt was? Absolutely not. I had no idea this existed. Did you know about the Crypt Keeper? Did you know just like that character that <laughs> I knew nothing about this, so he came across as extra creepy for me because I had no backing for this animatronic little creep that came on into talking between like these kids playing games. I was not ready for any part of this show. Yeah. I thought that I was a kid when it came out and I was like, Oh, this is I think this is the heights of scariness, right? Like <laughs> and this comedy. is comedy. This is like Tales from the the Crypt was like this super dark, scary show. And then getting older, I realized that it was actually just a joke. It's all fucking stupid as shit. But I didn't know the level... I didn't know everyone else realized that it was so stupid that they would create a children's game show out of it. it it's like they saw that Legend of the Hidden Temple was doing very well. They're like, but what if there was like a pervy old mummy who hosted it? <laughs> but That's man- why I was so confused. Legends was so good. And then I checked the dates. I was like, this was the same, like around the same time as that? How could this compete? But- Legends had games that made sense and a host that moved things along and kids that had charisma. And this has all of the opposite of all of that. Well, there's one thing that stands out in this game show right off the bat, which is they mentioned Universal Studios a bunch of times. Oh, and so instead of, and I think it's Florida. So instead of having like actor kids in LA in an LA studio who know how to be on camera, they're pulling in people, they're pulling in tourists from all across the country to be like, hey, come in okay. here real quick and film this. And they're probably not friends beforehand, because at first I thought oh, they, they were. Are not. But then when they're yeah. like, come on, Johnny, you can that do was... it. I was like, have you never been enthusiastic about anything, you fucking Devin? You can tell they're not friends because, guys, 
we're not great at giving high fives, but these kids, uh, one of them will say to the other, uh, hey, I'm going to give you a high five. And the other one will be like, what? And we have to stand there and watch it. I stood I stood up and watched the show. <laughs> these, well, yeah, you can't just sit down and watch it. You have to like throw your arms up like you're a dad watching a football game that's going to make him hit his kids later. Uh, these kids at times feel like they've never dealt with people, and other times feel like the producers started handing them lines. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because there's some of them like... I know the Crypt Keeper is like the pinnacle of comedy, but uh, some of them are like cracking jokes. Like there's one yeah. where there's like a kid in the cage and he's being lowered into lava, actual very realistic looking lava. Mm-hmm. And the host is like, how are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just hanging out. Literally. <laughs> that one, I felt so called out by that one because he doesn't hit it on the first one. Like he was still trying to form it. He was like, I'm just hang- hanging. And then the camera cuts over and he starts trying to host again. And you just hear the kid in the background hanging out. I'm hanging out. I felt so called out in that moment. Did you guys like, hear me? I am hanging out. <laughs> so it, the, the host situation's odd because we have the Crypt Keeper who's the, also the antagonist but is hosting the show. But then we have uh, a guy who looks like if Tim Robinson... Uh, from I Think You Should Leave, making fun of the 90s. Uh, so his name is Steve Saunders, which is very close to Steve Sanders, Ian Ziering's character from Beverly Hills 90210, and also close to Summer Sanders, who hosted all of these shows back in the day. Um, I think Tim Robinson is a good uh, description because uh, it's like if uh, somebody told Tim Robinson to act like how people are always telling me how to act. And <laughs> so we have this host that is just basically this this noise. Hey, that be- hey. and it became a person. Like <laughs> Hang with that's me. what we have to watch. He's what like, is this host guy's bringing to the show? Uh, just real MTV vibes, and that's about it. Like the, the host, everything he says is just like these like outro lines, and it's just really enthusiastic. Like, and I can say for him, he doesn't ever really dunk on the kids, and I'm proud of him for being able to do that because <laughs> not like the crib keeper. Oh yeah. At, <laughs> at one point, one, at one point, one of the fatter kids eats shit. Like, trips up the stairs, and it cuts the Crypt Keeper, and he's like, have a nice trip, <laughs> you fatty. Was that a kid a hog? Would that be too much? These are the hogs versus the sloths. And doing research, they, they wanted to always name the teams of animals that made people scared, but the one we watched, those were it was not the vermin versus the drooling tigers. It was yeah. the hogs and the sloths. The spiders and the snakes? Like, yeah. the hogs and the sloths. Are you kidding me? I've never met a single person afraid of a sloth, but apparently... Somebody hates slow-moving things. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the seven do. deadly sins, so... I, I, I want to get to the events, guys, and by that, I don't mean discuss. I mean, I want to stage them all and pit you two against <laughs> yes. each other through all of them. <laughs> but we start off with Fireball Alley, which is... Uh, we're on one of those classic Indiana Jones-looking bridges that is always about to uh, give way... And it's always like one machete cut from the villain mm-hmm. away from like swinging down, um, and then we're gonna f- and then like there's like a void underneath them, which is probably computer generated as much computer generated as the skull, who fires the balls and talks shit on them, but then also gives them trivia. Uh, <laughs> it's just slapped down to the end of the game. I'm like, okay, that do that, and then there's trivia, which makes no sense. <laughs> there's there's no there's no rhythm or like clear plot driven arcs in this show. It's just bullshit slapped together. Uh, did you think that the trivia was at least good for kids, or was it too hard or too easy? No, I I, I thought it was good for kids. One that let you know how 90s it was. It was like a big floating skull saying because it's like, how do these things fit together? George, Kramer, Elaine, and then the skull went, no, man. 
and he could see what kid had friends and what kid was like me because one kid instantly was like it's seinfeld another kid was like what oh is it <laughs> there was like some of, i felt like that first round had good questions but that like what was it the third round where they like had to like climb the rope there was the one question of like how many weeks are in a year and that kid knew 52 weeks like no fucking kid knows that that's a payroll <laughs> question i don't know these kids that they found were like oh 52 there's no way in no universe would he know that cassie yeah did you learn by watching this show that there are 52 <laughs> weeks in a year yeah i did i did yeah and who are these other characters? You could have had the Crypt Keeper's head be floating, but suddenly we have to get to know separate kinds of floating skulls because they looked different and they had different personalities. All right, let's talk about the floating skull because uh, if it wasn't like late 90s, early 2000s enough for you, this is a skull who is a smartass. Everyone has to have a little bit of sarcasm, knows all about Seinfeld. And then every once in a while, for no reason, his eyes will pop out and he'll stick his like tongue out and he'll be like, ah, Budweiser. <laughs> This, I'm impressed by the CGI because one, that CGI skull could still shoot real fireballs that knock things down. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that the, the kids could stop. And that, like, so, like, they tried, man. They really tried to put real people and CGI together. And that's impressive. Yeah. Okay. So let's cut to um, the swamp from hell where kids had to uh, cross this, like, spinning log with mm-hmm. bags of skulls. So, so far, I've mentioned like four scary things right there. Everyone's freaking out. Um, and this one kid was going slow as shit. The first kid, I was like, just get across. How hard is this? And then the other kid went, the second kid went slower and fell off immediately into the lava. And then we see a little tiny, like, GeoCities website level of explosion of lava that comes out of the ground. Uh, I loved it. The I it was so sad from the first game that the sloths were obviously far better than the hogs at everything. Yeah, uh, and then they just crushed them. It was like sixty-two to ten, and it's like don't air this. This is That's- so cruel to these kids. <laughs> I'm glad we found the episode that was just a complete murder. And when they got murdered with Ooh, that scary spelling, that spelling round, that thing was unreal with how dumb those kids were at spelling. You guys. All right. So what Cassie is talking about, and this is the one that freaked me out the most because of my. Uh, specific proclivities, but uh, they have to spell these words of animals. And by the way, one letter is missing per animal. It's not like <laughs> it's not like how do you spell platypus, and then it just gives you nothing. Uh, it says M O N space E Y. And uh, as they were doing this, the walls started coming in on them, which I do like that added pressure. Uh, one team fucking nailed it. The other team. God damn. Like, some of the letters were upside down. Uh, Like, it was llama, and it was LL blank MA, and they put a third L. Like, I I think it's just all L's. Eagle, they straight up put eggle. Like, it was an eggle waffle. I was like, what the fuck are these kids thinking? Eggle, my eggle. Steve Saunders, consummate host, comes in there and says, yeah, Lego, my eggle, which is now the official superhero show show catchphrase. It's either Lego, my eggle, or I do think we should steal their sign off is don't go away mad. Just go away, which is how their show ends. It's That's how we're going to end every interview that we have with every celebrity. <laughs> Just go away and then rest in peace. Like, I'm so mad at how good that sign-off was. I don't know where you guys were at at the 20-minute mark or the 15-minute mark. I, I was sort of enjoying myself. I was sort of thrown back to all of those, like, daytime Nickelodeon shows. But then we get to the end, and it's called Skullduggery. Mm-hmm. And, and then what good happens name. is this weird dark and like we're watching a vhs on youtube so it's <laughs> it's not exactly high def but it's it like it has the 
direction and film quality of your average snuff film. I do not know what the fuck is going on. It's complete darkness and little kids screaming, what's up? And the other one will be like, I don't care. It was it was rough. The way it shot and lit was so I thought two like bumbling things were chasing two of the kids. It was just the other team slower behind them, but I thought it was monsters part of the show. You cannot tell what's going on. There was one part where you can see what's going on, and that's when the kid trips on the ladder at the very end, and that's the only part that was well lit. Like They knew no kid could pass this without tripping, so that's the one spot they put lights in that whole thing. But when the creek keeper was like, I prefer not tripping, but he prefers the ladder. (laughs) Classic creek keeper right there. Right there. Uh, all I really wanted was to, one, bear witness to this thing that I cannot believe exists. I still don't believe it exists. But the other thing I wanted was to have that feeling that I got watching mostly Nick Arcade. I was a little old for Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, I, I, I wasted my childhood by not being on this show. Did you guys yes. ever at any point... Oh, I would have crushed these kids. Yeah, that's all I could think about. <laughs> or like Toys R Us or uh, like the the supermarket sweeps through Toys R Us. Like, I didn't have a good childhood because I never got to participate. Did yeah. you guys feel bitterness and melancholy watching this, wishing and hoping that you would be on this show? The closest thing I had was I, I went to Universal Studios California, which even though it's like the original is less cool than Orlando, uh, got tired all day and then fell asleep in my pasta at dinner. And there was an award show next to me. So I missed seeing like Madonna and Steve McQueen and whoever the fuck else was there because I was fully <laughs> asleep in my spaghetti sauce. Oh, man. <laughs> what award was uh, both Stevie McHugh and Madonna up for at the same time? Who knows? The Universal Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, how does it feel to have peaked that night? No, you can never I mean, go I've past. known it for a long time. <laughs> it feels embarrassing sharing that that's the night I peaked as a six-year-old. The thing that uh, your family told us, but we have never told you, is that you were the third nominee. And you won, <laughs> but you couldn't get your award because you were asleep in pasta. Because <laughs> I was drowning in marinara and nobody stopped me. What good parents who left you were like, oh, he can't breathe in that sauce. I'm going to let him go. <laughs> Cassie, I don't care about this show anymore. Why don't you just tell me about your, your best Universal Studios Hollywood or Florida memory? I wish I had any of them. What Nothing the fuck? You've never that. been? And you think you can do a podcast about television? We're going. When all of this is over, the three of us are spending the day, not with other friends, not with the significant others. The three of us are going to Universal. It's going to be great. Shut yes. up, wives. It's superhero show show Universal Studios time. And they I all listen, so they're going to know what that means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you promise to fall asleep in pasta by the end of it, I'm so in. That's going to be the best day of my life. That's up to you. Tucker me out, man. All right. You got it. (laughs) What Mike doesn't know is that he always promises to not fall asleep in pasta. And yet, every time he hangs out, it's face the pasta right away. I'm Italian, baby. (laughs) Go backwards, Mike. Fall asleep backwards into the back of your chair, not face forward into your little shapes of uh, like pasta-shaped Donkey Kong and Back to the Future DeLoreans. <laughs> it's such a pillow, though. Um, I do have to ask this, because I don't know what we're going to do for next episode. Do you guys want to, our next podcast, are you guys ready to watch a second episode of <laughs> Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House? I think because Cassie has never heard of at all... Uh, Crypt Keeper, we have to watch the Tales. We should do Tales from the Crypt. But also, I'm always I'm always down to dunk on kids. You guys know this. If we want to do a double, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Cassie, do you uh, do you like horror movies? Do you scare easily? I do scare pretty easily. Is this and do you like puns? Do you scare easily? You know I don't like puns. <laughs> How are we friends? <laughs> are you? Mm, 
I don't know about that. Before Cassie answers that question, I'm going to go to a break. And then when we come back, Cassie retakes over control of the show. This week on Legends of Tomorrow, Sara's recouping from her fight with one of the fates, leaving Ava in charge of the ship. Meanwhile, Constantine and Zari are trapped in 1910, boarding house with a whole horde of encores coming to kill them. And Mick, Ava, and Gary go to hell. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Is Astra tr- truly joining the Legends, and is that bunker not? Has the show set itself up that literally anyone can join the team? Uh, it is not bunk. Thank you for asking, Cassie. A ridiculous question. It is not bunk, and who has set this up before? Who is who is responsible for this protocol of you fight someone for a long time, and then you're, you're like, you know what, never mind, you're on the team now? The Fast and the Furious? It's the Fast and the Furious, guys. We are watching the CW's Fast and the Furious, and I am all the way here for it. And this has always been the Fast and the Furious of the CW post-season one, where they're like, oh, everything's ridiculous. We can do whatever we want. But I think what also, like, nobody cares about any of the characters who are on the ship. Like, the main character, Sarah, I don't think is a blip in the comics. So for them to be like, we are so loosely, tenuously tied to being a comic book makes them be able to do whatever the fuck they want, which everybody else does seem like tied to, well, this is lore. We should do this. But like, I mean, there are rules to this and there's one um, tongue in cheek, be funny. And then also know how to be funny. A lot of times that first one is a goal, but they don't know how to do the second one. If you are, if you are as funny as legends of tomorrow has shown itself to be, then I don't care. Do whatever you want. I mean, Constantine, uh, looks at uh, what's her name, Atuma? Astra. Astra at the end of the episode when she's revealed to be on the team, and he's like, "What? No, wait, fine, I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> and we see that all in that shot. What I love is they they introduce uh, a character who's big ish is C tier, especially she's been in a movie of the DC. We meet Enchantress. And you'd be like, that's who would join them, a real character. And they're like, no, Astra, who I think is only a dead little girl in the comics, she's on the team now. Fuck you. We do what we want. Legends out. <laughs> and this is, uh, you're, you're speaking of Kara Devagalini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Browse. Browse. Browse McGee. The Browse. The, or as she's called on the streets, Browse McGee. <laughs> the Martin Scorsese of young hot models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we get the, the TV version of her, uh, both in ancient Egypt and in modern times, as an old uh, Maggie Smith lookalike. Okay, so, yeah, uh, let's start there. They go back to this house that is basically Clue, right? Like, we're going to go to Constantine's house mm-hmm. and have a, have a Clue. All of the characters are various encores. And I would like to spend a couple minutes talking about who our encores would be. You know, like, mm-hmm. if we were going to pick our six favorite uh, from the past characters... And then we have this old lady who's running around saying, B&Bs have rules, and you'll, you'll follow the rules. And Here's what time dinner is, and you do not want to know what happens if you're late. But really, Which, if you're, if you're going to be the type of person to watch a Legends of Tomorrow episode twice, and I have yet to meet that person, uh, you would see that she is constantly hinting towards how... She can't solve the, the case for them. She can just constantly nod at how to solve the case. <laughs> They like walked in the door and she gave them exactly what they needed. And she was like, so are you checking in now? And I was like, what is happening? But see, I do love that about Legends because typically in every other show, that's just bad character work where like everything is a Chekhov's gun. And if any character says anything, like most law and orders, oh, Mm -hmm. this person is going to be the culprit. But uh, in this, they're like, yeah, that's the case. But fully on purpose. She was there telling you guys the entire time. Here is what we do. 
But because that's not the point of the episode. The point of the episode is watch Zari and Constantine run around in 1910s, fight Jack the Ripper, Bonnie and Clyde, Brutus, and a pirate to try to hunt this ring. Yeah, Blackbeard. Uh, Black Caesar. Black Caesar. Black Caesar. Yeah. So the guy who killed Caesar and Black Caesar. <laughs> yeah. I do like that Brutus got really like, oh no, like he got embarrassed. <laughs> Brutus was also the holder of, there was a... Uh, the money shot of this episode was when we go around the table with all the encores and we see that their weapons glow, all their guns glow green because of time bullets or whatever. And then they're we get hell to, weapons. Don't. Yeah, they're hell. We- I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shit talk. <laughs> they're hell weapons. And then uh, we get to Brutus and I was so ready for like a gun that shoots out a bunch of knives that uh, uh, like where you can blame all your friends that they stabbed you too. <laughs> but now he just has that simple green glowing knife. That's it. They knew that what they had to stick to. They really played up all the Caesar jokes, and I was there for it. Like, that's exactly what I expected as soon as Caesar was on there. I was like, I need multiple Caesar jokes. And they did not disappoint. Do you guys buy... So, in, in this, it starts off John and Zari. Zari 2.0 hate each other, which makes sense. Like, they, they're the two. Like, he's a smelly alcoholic. Uh, she is useless in his eyes. Although, right along. at that point, are they hating each other in just the right way where you sort of see where things are coming, Mike? Right, and then they end up liking each other. Do you buy that track? And do you like that? This might be the first ever. Uh, we're going to get a Legends of Tomorrow love triangle because Zari is also like, well, Nate likes a different version of me. I guess I like Nate. <laughs> I don't think that counts as a triangle. I don't think that if, if two sides of the triangle connect and the other side is weird and over there, then that's not <laughs> three sides of a triangle. Well, yeah, because like new Zari is a completely different person than who Nate was with. So it's only physical. Right, he's only physically into her because she's right. not the same personality. Yeah, no. So he's being a creep. He's being a creep. It's like essentially that whole situation is like the same vibe that you have, like when your good friend is dating a new guy that you don't really like. It's the same way that she is acting towards him, where you just kind of tolerate him and you're nice enough, and then that is all. Where yeah, she's like, "Oh, I see that you want to be friends. Cool." <laughs> and only friends. It's more about like, uh, sort of like controlling how hard you roll your eyes than anything else like mm-hmm. i'm not going to send hearts floating around my head but i won't like barf every time you speak going back to nate though real quick i think that nate is as a character uh, a friend of men and not really a lover of women and i think that like he's such a great friend but i also realized in this episode i never put it together that him and charlie have a conversation where he had fucked charlie 1.0 uh-huh. and now charlie 2.0 is here and then he fucks. Z- so what we're saying is that if you have sex with Nate, the actress who plays the character that he had sex with will say, I need a new character. I do not want to be that person who would have sex with Nate. I want to stand the show, but it can't be the guy, the person who fucks the stony historian. <laughs> the guy who looks just like Ryan from Superhero Show Show. I don't want to be that person. In this episode, we got like, so Zari, this point, like when I first in this episode, she starts off like very like very almost vapid where she's just talking about like her social media presence and everything. But by the end of it, like I was fully on board for her character. Have you guys already gotten there with her or did it take like, are you guys, cause you have all the past where you like love that first Zari. Have you, mm-hmm. can you accept this new one yet? Is there any mm-hmm. point where she, I will, I will never put her above Zari 1.0. She is yeah, one of my yeah. favorite characters of all time, but it, every episode is a little bit better. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I wanted to talk to both of you. Cassie is like a newcomer and Mike who's watched them all. When this vapid Instagram hoe comes out and like is very smart, very calculating, very strategic, and can quote Shakespeare, is that 
is that showing us that like we don't give credit to those kind of people because those kind of people actually are smart and we just don't see it? Or is that really them stretching the limits of what a character like this would be capable of? I, I think it's saying like you can't be Paris Hilton and stay as successful as she did in her era. With that, like you need business acumen. And I think it, it has showed that Zari has her version of business ac- business acumen. And like, here's all the shit her family has talked about her. Like, she's like, but I'm doing very well, so I don't know why they would hate me. Like, I'm helping what we're doing. Bayrod was a dumb stoner. I don't understand why they like him more than me. Like, he did I, have I a penis. They successfully sold her in a in a way they hadn't in previous episodes. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, that's I think. What it I think like. I think it helps us uh, remember or try to think about the fact that like it's it's always an act like that way that they're mm-hmm. acting is always an act, right. and I don't know if that's the case for all of the biggest influence influencers online, but for some not, of them it has to be. Not all of them, but I think the real like I think Kim is probably smarter Kardashian than we think, uh, and Paris Hilton was the, the, the I don't I think the Instagram and YouTube just with everything when you lower the bar to entry you lower the bar for trying. So there's probably real dumb fucking Instagram influencers. But I think if you're truly successful, it means you know how to be manipulative and there's a certain kind of intelligence to that. I saw the, I saw this clip going around Twitter of a clip from Dr. Phil where he had two influencers on his show. And one was like, he, Dr. Phil asked them, do you still talk to your family? And uh, one of the influencers said, my family's irrelevant. I, I do not talk to them. I If they get followers, then I will. If they get rich, then maybe I'll think about talking to them. But with... With the zero followers, why would I talk to them? And I, I started thinking like, yeah, yeah, they're all terrible. That's that's how they think. But then, no, wait, that's still an act too. He went on that show. Like that was a line that he thought of weeks ago to give. Like it's right. all just an act. So I'm sure that you got to have a heel. It's professional wrestling, right? Yeah, uh, yeah right. I'm sure that guy who came off like that and said, my family is relevant, also has read Shakespeare, also understands how to like do things. I also think she, because I was going to be like, maybe she shouldn't know Shakespeare, but I don't know. We're all taught it in grade school. So that that's no longer like deep cut nerd shit. It's just like, oh yeah, that thing we all know. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. It's like quoting the great Gatsby. You're not a nerd. You just also went to ninth grade. <laughs> we were definitely all taught this. We are all on the same level. Yes. Uh, Glad we're all here together. <laughs> but speaking, like there was that. So we got this Zari that we found out she is like very capable, very smart. And then when they put her in contrast with Constantine, Constantine came across as so dumb because like straight up, he seems like they're like this powerful, like warlock and everything. And then when he needs to go like in disguise and become Jack the Ripper, he does this whole like magic thing with his hand where you think he's going to like do some powerful thing and have this big plan. But he straight up just take jack's coat and goes downstairs and he's like i'm jack the ripper now what's up everybody <laughs> like well i think under the radar this show is saying if you're an alcoholic you will think you're good at things but it is going to cripple your performance <laughs> what the f- is that true <laughs> for john it is and okay. maybe for some podcasts just, just for john though yes <laughs> just for john yes the uh, eye contact he was making meant nothing in that sentence but i think it's very easy for these this type of show and i will say like cw bad show um, to just throw up, we're going to get to a love triangle or love square in the poll list where it's just like, I don't know, this is drama, right? Let's do a love triangle. Uh, but you need to spend the time showing why it would be. Um, by the end of this episode, I was I never thought about Zari and John before. And at the end, I was like, yeah, let's do this. And it's because they're both stupid in opposite ways. You know, like right. 
they obviously are attracted to each other because they're both smoking hot and they should fuck. fuck yeah they should they should i don't mean to be rude but they should boink as fast as possible keep that cleopatra wig <laughs> again not to be rude not to be rude <laughs> uh but yeah like uh they both uh misjudge and miss you know understand each other and that's why it's going to work i have seen tv shows before <laughs> So you guys are on board for this relationship. Are you guys on board? How do you feel about, uh, is Ava joining the team? Are you on board for that? Or not? Astra? Astra, sorry. Yeah, I mean, their names are very similar. Uh, I think maybe she'll be for like the next few episodes. I don't think she's going to be permanently on the Wave Rider like next season. Mm -hmm. You think she's, are you excited about these couple episodes with her as a part of it? Or just like? Yeah, anybody who makes John uncomfortable. I think that's a good way. I mean, that's the thing is that like John is sort of a um, Tony Soprano slash uh, Archie Bunker type where like when he is at peace, he's boring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like what we need to do is we need to see him always uncomfortable, always lashing out, always making stupid decisions because he's not in control. And just just the simple act of Astra sitting on the ship and saying nothing is going to make him do insane, crazy things. And everyone's right, you know, like everyone has the same goal. There is the thing where like maybe a couple characters are going to leave, so now we bring Astra on. Legends right. always does that stuff. But the other thing too is that she is capable of bad stuff, so is everyone else. Mick right. Rory is on the ship. It's just that once everybody gets uh everybody on the ship has the same goal, then we'll, then we're fine. Then we can move forward, you know. Yeah. But Mick now he's got a kid and he's got to make it to a soccer game, so we're rooting for that guy. Love that guy. Yeah, I, like I haven't been uh, this stoked since I saw a Brad Pitt movie about Ad Astra. I think you should add Astra to everything you can. Okay, cool. cool, great, <laughs> loving that. So, like, Legends has a high bar bar for me because the first episode that I saw was the seminal uh, freaking Bebo episode where we found out That's he was our, our prophet. I know. I had to go into the wor- the absolute best episode of TV that ever existed. And so this episode has literally no Bebo. It's got no Bebo. And yeah. it's it seemed pretty calm compared to all of that. I want to know, how did it seem for you guys? Did it seem to stack up with where you want Legends? I would I would say that no. I, I, like This has been sort of a rough season. And I don't know if they've found their footing yet. And this had the weird sort of feeling, Mike. I don't know if you can agree with this, but like uh, having things come to a conclusion, but also feel like a place setting episode where like we didn't get the hangouts and the comedy that I'm used to, but also there weren't the big moments that I thought. Um, I don't know if this is a quarantine thing or maybe we haven't hit the quarantine episodes yet, but I I feel like that they're still trying to figure out who the next team is going to be. Right. I think sidelining Sarah is always going to be a weird move. And like, she now has tenants powers. I know we haven't seen that movie yet. It's not in theaters yet, but it's going to be a big reference. She can see future echoes of what's going to happen. Sarah Uh, Lance is in the Christopher Nolan movie tenant. She's going to be maybe. Wait, they haven't shot She definitely has that power. Yeah. They haven't shot her parts yet, but it's coming out on time. No matter what July, check it out. Uh, but sidelining her, you're, you're removing a lot of glue and having everybody on these very separate, different missions. They don't have, I think from here on out, we're fighting these two fates. We're all together. Let's go. We're either fighting a fate or getting Mick to the soccer game on time. No matter what, we have that goal. Um, it's, it's crazy because we're sidelining Sarah, I think for different reasons, you know, like she is directing now and she's in other CW shows and then... They just said to uh, Brandon Routh, no, thank you. And so he had to leave for literally, he, he was like, yeah, that was crazy. No, I'll stay. And they were like, yeah, no. Nah. Um, 
and that that really does affect a show where so much of it is rapport of the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you like a show, if you if you're into the show called Friends, and then three of them are just different friends all of a sudden, like it is weird. It does affect it. Yeah. Uh, real quick, how do you guys? So Zari was revealed that she can now use powers. She has powers, and I'm assuming from that little uh, bracelet thing she wears. And those mm-hmm. powers are just like wind powers. Is this? Are we? Yeah. How do like? Are we excited for wind powers and what all they can do? Because apparently they well, can stop bullets. So. Well, it's also important to like how she was dressed when she got those powers. Mike, yeah. did you see that shit? Because she looked like the character Isis that she's based on from comic books. Yes, we cannot. She was dressed as Cleopatra because we cannot say the word Isis anymore. But yeah, she uh, she got in her full DC Comics regalia uh, throughout most of this episode. Which th- this version of her has been so far from that the whole time because she's in like ripped jeans and plaid because that's what everybody wears in 2050 when she's from. Uh, but yeah, they've been. Th- this is like the the biggest comic book nod we've gotten for this character in a long time. So like. I only know that because I read Wikipedia. Like, I'm not huge into ISIS from the comic books, but it, like... Just the terrorist group. <laughs> I'm just super into the beheadings. Uh, but the nerd in me was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, so, I mean, Legends still has some things. It's still very Legends. It's got stuff going for it. If you want to watch it, it is on Tuesdays on the CW. That is all the time we have to talk about it. Coming up next, stop at the Caspin. All right, everyone. Welcome back. We are here for the cast pin, the l- segment that is almost like a bullpen, but in honor of the tape pin. And you guys, today I have brought a full-on seggy. The tape pin was always about the seggies. I have brought a certified seggy for you guys, one that I am calling the pop culture plug. So everyone right now needs their pop culture fix to help pass the time. And I think we are the perfect suppliers to supply that to everyone. And so I've set up some deals for you guys, and I need you to go out there and I need you to sell the product. And I need you, these are going to be some back alley side deals where we're going to try to sell these shows to potential buyers, but we can't use certain terms because if we use those words, they're going to know, they're going to assume we're cops and we can't make that, we're not going to make that sale. So guys, back alley deals, can't use certain words. I want you to sell these and sell these hard. I need you to move this product as fast as we can. And I want to know, do you guys want to work as a team or separate on this one? Mike, what do you think? Team. Team. All right. Stronger Together, I believe in you guys fully. The first show we have to get and sell out there is going to be The Flash. The words you can't use are The Flash, Barry, Allen, Run, and Fast. How would you sell The Flash to somebody? What if you were part of a group? (laughs) Imagine a world where you were part of a group where uh, you had these like really tight-knit friends. And you were like, we love each other. But unfortunately, the so-called leader of the group is just a piece of shit, and we just ignore him constantly so we can hang out and love each other. We all have skills. He has one that people like, but we know is less important. But we're there. We're the support squad. <laughs> it's just, Mike, how many hangouts do we have where, like, hey, Mike, do you want to make brownies? And you're like, yes, I do. And then I'm like, Cassie is bad at brownies mm-hmm. and pisses in every b- brownie tray. Mm-hmm. And you're like, let's not tell her. And then we try to. We try to have a text feed without her. But I will go to text you, and then Cassie will pop into that text feed somehow and be like, what are you making, brownies? Mm-hmm. I'm there. You know, the public loves me. Should I be here? <laughs> so just imagine a world where like you and I could just make brownies. Wait, trying to you know, if we could make brownies, young Jay Garrick, speedsters. I didn't use the words, but I used synonyms. <laughs> 
You know what? Buy it. You mentioned pissing and brownies, and I think that's going to sell a product so well, you guys. I took away some really key words from you, but to mention piss and brownies, I think is going to do really well. So great work on that one. Uh, you guys did so well on that. I know you're going to kill this next show. One, because it's a pop filter favorite, and it's one of your guys' favorites. So I think you're exceptionally ready to sell this one, but I need you guys to sell Arrow. And the words you can't use, obviously, Arrow, Billionaire, Island, or Salmon Ladder. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was fine until the last one. Okay. You're looking for a show to watch, right? I'm you looking like, for a show to watch. You like drama. Mm-hmm. You like crime. Love it. You like penance and learning from your past mistakes. Mm-hmm. Well, I love we penance. We got a show for you. Bring all the sins in. Yeah. So basically what I want to do then, if like people are just like, where's my penance at? You know, like uh, I'm watching the Tiger King. I'm watching the office. But how come the Tiger King is never in his office this is what we have for you what if we had this person in uh that was like in control of a huge group of animals and let me just say that humans are animals lots of people are saying that but he is in his underground office saying hey you need some penance are we not allowed to say bunker can we say bunker, you can say bunker. let's say bunker we're like he's in a bunker imagine a bunker it's very militaristic and futuristic and people like that it's uh robin hood plus batman plus a fish swimming up river till it gets killer-looking abs. Uh, plus Casey Jones. You plus know, Casey Jones. Let's get some Casey Jones in there. And I'm not talking about at the bat. I'm talking about with the bat, with the bat, yeah. with somebody with the side, with somebody with the bow staff. Yeah, it's somebody fighting alongside a bunch of green teammates, whether that be their skin <laughs> or their clothes. Imagine a circus performer taking himself very seriously. <laughs> For some reason, the rest of the world does too. Imagine seeing one circus performer one time not be, not saying like it's a living while he flicks a cigarette out, chugs a, uh, a a bucket full of cotton candy, and then just dives off a ledge. But what if he thought it was an art? Imagine a circus circus performer being pretty talented, but then you find out he was Elon Musk when he was younger and still doesn't learn any lessons other than keep on musking just in a new different way. Imagine a person so handsome that you walked up to him and you were like, Sir Kiss? Uh, sir, kiss, and you pointed out your cheek so he could give you a little kissy. Uh, imagine a person so handsome that their beard never grows too short nor too long. It's always the perfect length that you just want to rub your cheek against it while he penetrates you. And if you ever see that beard too long, give him a little weird look because what he'll do is he'll squint really hard and the exact appropriate amount of beard hair will fall off and then it will go back to perfect. Imagine a man so talented he could kill anybody with one single 9mm gun, but instead he decides to use just above caveman tools for everything because he wants to make life a little harder for himself and a little easier for all his villains. Imagine a man who is so cool and so awesome and has so many friends that he's like, uh, Roy Parker? Nah. And then just tells him to leave and get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You guys, that one sold off. We have no more arrow in supply. Everybody's snatching up all the arrow. You mentioned penetration. You went in depth. There was, <laughs> can't keep it. I can't keep arrow on the shelves. So next one, it's going to be a bit of. A- I have a feeling, Cassie. Sorry, real quick. Yeah. I have a feeling that uh, when we do this next time, one of the words, no matter what the show will be, is penetration. <laughs> penetration. Please don't say penetration. <laughs> That's just a general rule for the show. Now, you guys, I got a memo from the board right here and now. Don't say penetration. Was it a fax? Yeah. You got a fax? <laughs> Came in fast. <laughs> that is our fax machine. It needs a little bit of work. Nobody mentioned it. It's a WD-40. Hard- yeah, WD-40. Uh, but our next show, I know if anybody could sell it, it's you guys. It's a pers- It's another pop filter favorite. You guys got to sell Katie Keene, The Words You Can't Use, Arcady, 
Josie, Jorge, Ginger, or New York. All right. Imagine uh, this fucking bitch that is so awful. Her name is Pepper and she sucks. Mm. <laughs> the Big Apple. Everybody wants to go there, but you're going to fail. What if you lived in a fantasy world where no matter how bad you were, you never failed? <laughs> what if all of, like, you think that everybody is awful for a different reason, but what if everybody was awful for the same reason and that person's name was Pepper? And she runs up to you immediately and she's like, I'm Pepper! And then she flies away with her pterodactyl wings because she's a piece of shit. You know how must food needs more salt and never more pepper? <laughs> this shows like that could use way less pepper. You know how every conversation is fine because you're having it and then uh, your eyes aren't crying? Pepper spray. Now she's all over the place and you wish you were dead. You know how the best kind of shows, uh, each each friend brings a different talent. Maybe you're a great actor and singer. Maybe maybe you're, you're great at fashion. What if you also had a dud friend? What if, if friends had Gunther, one of the main cast? Pepper. <laughs> yeah. What if somebody noticed, and nobody ever notices, but what if somebody noticed that, oh, I am clearly, uh, I should not be in this group because I am uh, way too short and stupid mm-hmm. to be here, and then just lashes out like crazy. Pepper. What if on 90210, everybody looked around and pointed out that Steve, was that his name who dated Andrea? Steve Sanders, yes. Steve Sanders was 50 years older than the rest of the friends. <laughs> all right, did, Watch this show. Did you guys get it all out of your system? Was that therapeutic for you guys? I, she sucks. <laughs> well, you guys, you did a terrible job at selling that when nobody bought it. What? I, I bought it all myself because I love it that much. You, I don't know if I have faith in you guys, but if I'm going to give you one more show to sell. And that was our show of the week. I need you guys to sell Legends of Tomorrow. But the words you can't use are Legends, Time Travel, and Bebo. Okay, so imagine a world where... Yeah, we're getting serious now. Now it's, now it's real. <laughs> Where um, you, you, know, you get married to someone, you, you say that they have all your love, but it's, it, and it's most of your heart that you promised this person. But in reality, there's, there's a different person who gets, gets a different part of the heart, gets a lot of the heart. And uh, you, you pledge that heart to them and you say to them, hey, Mike, I will, you're my everything and I will always be re- by your side. And yes, we're both married, but... Uh, it's me and you, bro. It's me and you forever. And then he's all like, uh, yeah, no shit. Obviously, that's what it is. And then the two of us proceed to go into a 55-move high-five that we just <laughs> created on the spot, but it looks like it's been practiced forever. And then we both say to each other, yeah, it sucks that we both love pop culture, but pop culture will never capture what we have. And then he's like, well... What about Nate and Ray? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I watch these two actors on Legends of Tomorrow. Shit. No, it's going so good. <laughs> okay. You really fucked that one up. I mean, I know you fucked up. All I was going to say was Island of Misfits Toys from Rudolph meets Guardians of the Galaxy with the superpowered spaceship. So I think you still did better even though you fucked that up. There's no way that Mike wins. He just said gibberish words. He said nine gibberish words. That's all I say. I support it. Mike, you did win that round because, Ryan, there was one rule. I gave you one rule and you broke it. It was very heartfelt. Don't say the name of the show. (laughs) But also, you just compared it to your guys' relationship, and I don't know if that's a selling point for everyone. So I still have... I started to tear up. (laughs) It was very special for you two, and I'm glad I got to witness this moment. But I don't know if everybody wanted that moment. So oh, no is, one did. That is how the world talks about Legends of 
tomorrow, so it tracks. The Superhero Show Show has two listeners, my wife and Mike's wife, and they are furious right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just so they can get mad. <laughs> well, yes, we still got a fair amount of that product. Maybe you could sell it next week. That is it for the cast pin. Next up, we're going on to the poll list where we talk about every other show we watched this week. We're here for the poll list. Our very first show starting it off is Katie Keene. On this week's Katie Keene, our girl is feeling crushed after not getting accepted into fashion school, but that all turns around after she successfully helps Guy create a stunning look for their client attending the Meta Gala. Yeah, that's right, it's called the Meta Gala. Meanwhile, Jorge is taking some time to work on himself, Josie and the Pussycats perform at the gala, and Pepper's ex exposes her secrets to Alex, leaving us to wait to see the ramifications till next week. So taste friends, I ask you this. Do you think the show is going to get rid of the secretive and lying side of Pepper in its first season? Hell no. That's all she has. Without that, That's what it. is she? She's nobody. Glasses and hair? Uh, is that enough to be a personality? Because let me know no. right now. I will get that. Just glasses and hair? Glasses For and those, hair. For those who don't know, who've never seen Cassie, um, she has perfect eyesight and is completely bald. So <laughs> glasses and hair would be a huge change. That would freak me out every week. Mm-hmm. I think Can't it's going to be a that. really good look for me, and I'm excited. Thank you guys for figuring that out for me. I know you know, guys don't care about Pepper's art arc, so that's fine. We can continue on. Or uh, art. Wait, hold on. Before you go, uh-huh. I, saw, I, I read something this week. Riverdale, for season right. five, is thinking about jumping ahead five years. So it and Katie Keene are in the same timeline. Oh, yeah, that is... Ryan, thank you for bringing that up. I do have to apologize to you. You were right. Katie Keene is in the feature. It is five years. So this yeah. is your victory lap that you get now. Ex- oh, wait, did I say that? I think I, think, I did. Oh, is Mike. Mike, this is your victory rap- lap now. I'm sorry about that. I was just confused why a 16-year-old Josie just went like, fuck it, I'm living in New York with adults. I just but- assumed that was New York, baby. <laughs> She left the show. She left Riverdale saying, I'm going to New York. So did she take the Oregon Trail to New York? I'm, like, why did I'm it take so I'm excited for the TV show just about her dysentery? Like, fighting vampires on her way. <laughs> fighting dysentery and vampires. Well, you can't watch all of that on Katie Keene. It's not there, but you can watch Pepper. It is on Thursdays on The CW. Our next show of the week is Batwoman. Uh, in this week's episode of Batwoman, Kate encounters a new challenge when an old enemy resurfaces. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Which of the enemies from your past is most likely to resurface and try to ruin your life? I've been waiting for the day that one of my old chemistry teacher re-shows up. Thank you for this platform. I what is his have... name? Oh, can I really dox him right now? It yeah, Mr. do it. It was Mr. Mormon, and I'm waiting for the day to catch him in the street. Mormon? Yeah, Mr. Was Mormon. Was he a Mormon? He was not, and he did not appreciate that joke, joke every time we said it. He got very angry, and that might be why he didn't like me, but I just want... This man is over 70, and I am ready to push this motherfucker. <laughs> I can't wait. 20%, Cassie. Only 20% oh, of a job. At least 50, just because of everything he did. At least 50 for this guy. If you put if you fifty percent shove an old man, your hands will go through their body. Is that okay with you? Yeah, this yeah, one hundred percent. Again, I've been dreaming about it. That's all I've been in my dreams. I'm doing that. Old men are uh, basically just walking gogurts, and you're just gonna push through <laughs> and ha- be covered with gogurt. No, maybe maybe not now. <laughs> Mike, who's your enemy? My enemy, I was going to say, was this old pile of Gogurt I ate as a kid and then got <laughs> sick everywhere. Did you just... put the fucking Frosty hat on a pile of Gogurt? <laughs> and then ate it and then diarrhea it in class. And I always blame the Gogurt and not me. Uh, but I blame the Gogurt and I cannot deal with it again because I know I shouldn't. But daddy's got to have a taste. 
of Gogurt. Always come back for that Gogurt. Uh, you know what? Batwoman Power is powered by Gogurt. If you want to watch it, it's Sundays on the CW. Our next show is The Flash. After being booted from his home, Barry beautiful minds his way into realizing Iris has been replaced by a doppelganger. But everybody thinks he's the phony. Meanwhile, Ava makes a bold move and escapes the mirror world after watching Mirror Iris T-1000 the shit out of a speedless Barry. Taste Buds ask you this. How would you convince your loved ones you're really you? Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> you said speedless Barry, and I'm still stuck on Gogurt, so that feels like a Gogurt flavor. <laughs> speedless mixed Barry. You just relax and have boys and raspberry at the same time? But, like, it's the, it's the yogurt for somebody on the go. And now I'm going to be speedless? It just doesn't make sense, Gogurt. You know how normal cupped yogurt, you can chill, but this is just a tube. I have discovered throughout my entire life that I have the personality and face, I blame the face a lot, that uh, if I decide to convince anyone of something, they will believe the exact opposite immediately. There's just no way that I can do that. Mine's not the face, it's just the personality and the panic, where as soon as I have to be like, oh, I guess prove yourself to me, and then I have to know myself and prove it, that's asking entirely too much. Prove well, myself? Okay, I hate you. Ah, shit. <laughs> What's hard is when you've been kicked out of your house by your wife, and you start convincing all your friends that it's because she's not her, and then she turns around and says, nah, you're not you. Everybody's going to be like, well, that is a good argument. <laughs> seems and then track. they handcuff you. And then Cassie's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will leave. <laughs> Mike, did you watch this? I watched the shit out of it. I loved it. I almost did. I, just because like, I was sort of down with what we watched last week. Should I have watched it? Yeah. It's super fun, especially watching everybody being ready to kill Iris just because Barry said and then the minute she's like, what if he's not him? They went, oh, shit, and turned their stuff onto him. <laughs> it was so good and comic booky. I just didn't want to get confused because this week we recorded uh, an episode of Movie of the Year about the Irishman. And then The Flash is about somebody. Uh, he is Iris's man. And I, didn't, I, I thought that I would like mix those up. Mm-hmm. How could you do it? How did Barry My... do it defending himself? Not great. They threw him in the fucking secret paralegal jail they have <laughs> under everything. <laughs> Which everybody Until... has. After a while, Cecile's like, wait, he's probably him, though, and lets him out. Is that- she's like, Iris was a little meaner and funnier than she's been, so I <laughs> bet she's not her. She was That's so the savage. thing that I love. That's what I'm so nervous about. My doppelganger coming is, like, I will convince people, and they won't care. They'll be like, no, you should get, you should kick rocks, because we love this meaner, more funny doppelganger. One of the best parts is Mirror Iris knows real Iris is watching through the mirror, and she's like, "All the Barry, you fucking idiot, all those weeks we spent together laughing, telling each other about our days, sharing our bed together, and you know Mirror Iris does stuff real Iris says no to. You know that hurt her. <laughs> that sentence coming out of your mouth was not my moment of the week, but Mike, do you have a moment of the week for The, the Flash? At a, at a certain point, uh, th- so there's now mirrors all over Barry and Iris's apartment. Once he gets kicked out, she puts mirrors all over the place so she can talk to Ava everywhere. Because she's, mm-hmm. she's normal and sane. She's normal and sane. And so Ava's watching them fight, and she does T-1000 her arms into spikes, and Ava drops a sky mirror onto Barry, so it's slow-mo, all these shards, and then Mirror Iris is shoving her spikes through big mirrors near her, and just he's getting stabbed over and over again all over. It's the most brutal the Flash has ever looked. Uh, and it was awesome. And then a silly, stupid moment of the week I have is Real Iris versus Ava in the Mirror World. Uh, Real Iris has now figured out what's going on. And she's like, your husband wanted to leave you and double 
crossed you and your brilliant mind couldn't handle it. And just this brilliant scientist just screamed, shut up, like a teenage girl. And it's very, it's very funny. Man, these people spend more time in the mirror than cosmonauts. Great. The Flash is on Tuesdays on the CW. <laughs> Our next show is Riverdale. On this week's episode of Riverdale, Charles and Jughead investigate the VHS tapes featuring people in Archie Comics-style masks murdering other people in Archie Comics-style masks. Meanwhile, Archie and Betty call it quits on their budding affair, and Veronica and Cheryl call it quits on the maple rum industry, and Kevin and Reggie call it quits on their tickle porn empire. Taste buds, where are we headed? Archie mask murders? Archie and Betty, maple rum or tickle porn? You know the heart. I want to say the tickle porn, obviously. And I don't know what else. What else does Riverdale have to explore besides that? Like we've already seen the speakeasy. We've got the whole maple thing. Like I think it's the only place for him to go. Yeah, the rest of it was bullshit. So let's get into the tickle porn. Um, Kevin Keller uh, enlists Reggie into the tickle porn industry, uh, which is just amazing. The director of the tickle porn comes out and says, Reggie, you're a natural. Um, and it's because uh, the, the the director looks at Reggie and says, I love your laugh. It's so deep. And it, like, just visualize that. Uh, not only are they laughing the whole time they're getting tickled, but Reggie has a very deep laugh that the director loves. So they're, they're filming Reggie just going, ha, 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 while getting tickled. And now I'm sort of into it. Uh, <laughs> But Reggie gets the idea that they don't need this director. They're going to branch out on their own. And then the tickle porn mob come after all of these high school teenagers and try to shut the porn world down. Because the typical mob... Because <laughs> the tickle porn mob <laughs> loves that one director so much, don't they just want more tickle porn? Shouldn't they be happy? No, he. Uh, well, he does not like competition. And also, if you give somebody their start, everything is a pyramid scheme. So if you mm. give somebody their start, you always have to pay it up the pyramid. Uh, Kevin and Reggie thought that they could just start out on their own, keeping all of their uh, their previous Tickle Cam fans. And uh, the Tickle Porn mob had an issue with that. There's also not just a Tickle Porn mob, but a very separate, different uh, maple rum mob. That's the Malloys. Oh, what? The Malloys are uh, inbred hillbillies wearing nothing but overalls who chase the Veronica's family down because the Malloys run the maple rum industry in Riverdale. Yeah. This is the biggest little town in the world. For real. How is there a mob for every single thing you want to get into? Like, this well, is how I run, want to run my life. Mobs are terrible at multitasking. So, like, you have to pick a focus. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And you uh, just dig down into your one niche. Just in case you guys are fucking thinking this is a joke. Ha ha ha. Maple rum. Uh, two murders. There are two different murders over maple rum in this episode. Just in this episode. Just in this one, yeah. Wow. Should next week we all find maple rum and have some on the show? <laughs> Yeah, I'll make I'll make my own and send it to you guys. Don't even worry, I got this for you. What about those other plots? I feel like those other plots were moving. They did seem like some big things. Do you want to touch on those real briefly, Ryan? Yeah, uh, Betty and Archie are trying to figure out what to do because they want to fuck so bad, and I get it. I want them. I want to watch it. But uh, Cheryl comes in of all people to Betty and says, "Hey, you know, like you're in love with the idea of Archie. You're in love with the, with the fact that like you met him when you guys were both nine. It's there's nothing there." stop have you talked to him and and then betty is like oh shit you're right and then betty and archie then meet after that and uh archie starts playing a song that he wrote for betty and betty's like stop it now (laughs) and she wants to end the affair but also always end archie singing as fast as you possibly can oh you have to uh so the singing definitely wasn't your moment of the week but do you have a moment of the week 
when they start convincing all the bulldogs, like the football team, that they're going to get into tickle porn, uh, one of the characters <laughs> says, and I quote, these tickle videos will help pay for our community college educations. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to argue with. A community college is not expensive, but if you have a poor family, tickle porn will help you pay yeah. for your community college education. To highlight what a tragedy we've been watching. <laughs> also... I just like I don't want to judge anybody who who is into tickle porn as a star or as a watcher, but I will say like you can just say help me pay for college, <laughs> community college education. Like that is unnecessary in the sentence. You got to be truthful. You got to let them know what they're wa- in- getting into. Uh, that is a magical show. If that didn't sell you to watch it, I don't know what will. It is on Wednesday Wednesdays on the CW. Our last and final show of the week is Vagrant Queen. On this week's episode of Vagrant Queen. The gang makes it to their tattooing, not yours, to find out that Hoth... Wait, is his name Hoth? Hath? Hath. Who's Hoth? Hath is like the, the trainer right hand of the princess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on Tatooine and his name is Hoth. <laughs> yep. Okay. We they love Star Wars. <laughs> uh, find out that Hoth, hand of the princess, was full of shit and knew Alita's mom wasn't on that Saiyan planet. Meanwhile, Isaac made a deal with Lazaro behind Alita's back, thinking that she would be so stoked to be hanging out with her mom... She wouldn't notice. Both dudes are told to kick rocks from the group just before a whole wall of rocks are kicked onto Hoth, killing him. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Hoth wasn't out of the group for long before they accepted him back just before he died. How long will Isaac be kicked out? Half an episode? Yeah, like this is not going to last very long? It is. He's betrayed her several times, and they laugh about it already. So I think she's upset that she got triple betrayed by different people at every angle she'll she'll get over it, especially because they fucking trimmed the cast so they need isaac to stay around <laughs> i like this episode i thought they like we finally dove into things we needed to for a long time but it was a little bit of sideshow sideshow bob and the rakes like yeah. every time alita turned around somebody else was stabbing her directly in the back i thought the character who was just also there who he hadn't even learned his name yet i thought he was about to betray her no he just died instead <laughs> let's get to that in a bit um while we're watching all these betrayals, we have Amay. And Mike, what do you think of Alita and Amay's relationship as maybe future lovers, but at least definite future or like current team members? I, I think they're fine team members. It is weird for like the first three episodes for them to just be buddies. And then the writers were like, wait, we could do this. And so it's just longing looks and hands brushing against each other every three minutes since then. Yeah, I don't know if they're... They know how to like subtly develop a relationship. Not like Riverdale, which always does it perfectly. Uh, but the thing I did appreciate is that Amay is sort of written to be this like perfect, nice, everything sunny character. Yeah. And she dresses down like a bunch of people in this episode. You know, like she's like, if you fuck with Alita, you fuck with me now. And I didn't think it was like a betrayal of the character, just sort of proving the love in a way that isn't right. longing looks, you know? And it's it's not because like if you're if you like everybody, you're probably a fucking idiot. And it's Amay is sunny, and this she's also very skilled. She's good at what she does, and now she also. If you're in her circle, you're fucking in forever. And if you're not, fuck you, because she's not. She's like, sorry, Isaac. She's not mad at Isaac. She kind of gets why he did what he did because he's trying to get back to his wife and kid. But I mean, like, do you think that Amay will then convince Alita to let Isaac back in? I think so, especially because the three of them are trapped on a planet with no supplies or ship. So maybe use the one other person you. Could use. Also, the three of them are featured in the opening credits, and nobody else is. So, yeah, that's so sort maybe, of a giveaway. Really, spaceball it. 
and say that. He has to be one of us. He's in the credits. Nice dissolve. Um, we also got a flashback of how Tim Isaac made it from uh, Earth to this place. Mm-hmm. And he just shaved? Is that how they did the younger thing? Yeah, it just uh, shaved. And also he looked older because sand was in his beard the whole time. So it looked like he had gone gray in this episode. <laughs> but yeah, you shave a beard and you look way younger than you were before. You're trying to tell me something right now? Maybe you should shave a little. But sometimes it depends. Sometimes you look way younger. Also, sometimes you look way fatter. <laughs> Thank you. I was so nervous about uh, like whether or not the insults about my age and my look would also include how fat I am. And then you, you <laughs> swooped in there and saved the fucking day. Um, yeah, I, like ultimately, I think that the episode was about... All of these episodes, really, was about like what family means, what crew means. And I think that really what we have to go on right now is a May and Alita, and we'll see how long that lasts, how much that is enough. But I, 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 think, I think you're I right. Isaac, Isaac will be back soon. It's because he's been away from his family for five years. I could see him being like, I don't know if I'll get back to them, but I know I can get back to you guys and help you guys. I could see that being his arc. The other problem is that the actor and the character has that look that we all fall for no matter what mm. you know like it, it doesn't matter if you're uh into dudes or not he's got that smirk and he's got that like way of talking where like them eyes yeah and, the, and he, he got them eyes where like he will rationalize his awful actions and it's different than being a villain oh yeah and they put the peppered beard which mike is always in for but can you guys oh, yeah. can you guys believe that Sci-Fi made us look like fools directly after the episode where we said that they were a confirmed crew and then they immediately went and did this to us? Yeah, fucking Sci-Fi. Fucking Sci-Fi man always always ruining us. Uh Mike starting with you. Do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, early on and I was a little confused cuz Isaac suddenly was back with them, but when we hit on the sand planet, he is alone and just dealing with the Beetlejuice sandworms for a while and little bunnies, but he almost dies and shoots a sandworm in the face, and he goes, "Holy shit!" And you think he's going to be like, "That was terrifying." He just goes, "That reeks," and it's just talking about how smelly the sandworms' guts are, and it fucking got me. This show is silly in the best way. Yeah, once again, it's that uh, whole, you know, he's from Earth, and we're we're all like when we watch Star Wars, all of those people are from that galaxy. This is somebody who's and yet all of it would stink so bad. Like we don't know how awful it would smell. Uh Ryan, what is your moment of the week? Mike, you had a great moment of the week, but I, I, I find it really hard to pass up the fact that uh our is it Kip or Kiff? Who is Zap Brannigan's little sidekick? Oh Kip. Kip. Uh our Kip says, Hold on, Queen, I shall do this. <laughs> And he puts himself in like this rock mechanism where it locks his hands and feet in, and then it like it puts a vice on his head, and they all wink at each other like, "Yeah, I'm gonna figure this out," and then just rips every part of his body off his body. This this magical MacGuffin, they said it needs royal blood, and so for him to be like, "I'll jump in to see if it could hurt you." Yeah, they're not royal blood. That makes no fucking sense. Appreciate the appreciate the idea, bud. Like, I love the effort, but no, not right now. Because and it was a useless death because she watched him get uh, drawn and quartered by stone and then went, well, I guess I should probably hop in there. Like like he didn't need to. No, yeah, it either worked perfectly and then she was like, thank you, or it didn't work as it didn't, and then she was like, okay, I'll get in. No matter what, Kip died for no reason. I think he was just sick of walking. Like he he's an indoor man. I feel that. <laughs> you guys ever been like twenty minutes into a hike? <laughs> I will. I will get drawn and quartered I- by rocks. <laughs> 
certified indoor man. Uh, Vagrant Queen is on Thursdays on the Sci-Fi. You should be watching it. And you guys, that is all the time we have this week. We did it. We went through all of our shows. We had a magical time. I'm sure everyone, all the listeners had a magical time. And if they want to tell us just how great of a time they had, Mike, how can they reach out to us? They could reach us at emails. Nope. <laughs> Contact at yourpopfilter.com. <laughs> or you could go smaller, shorter, uh, social media at yourpopfilter on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, this was... <laughs> Do this I have to great. compete with that? You got to. You got to. I need a word drawn out like emails on that one. And what I'm giving you is websites to do that. Tell tell the people about some websites. Uh, internet. <laughs> yourpodfilter.com is uh, the website that we have that has all of the podcasts that we have on our network. Go to yourpodfilter.com. And then once you've seen it all, put a slash and then Am- are we skipping Amazon? Yeah, yeah, fuck Amazon right now. All right. So then after you do that, go to patreon.com slash yourpodfilter. And uh, sign up for a tier. You can hear extra movie of the year and less superhero. We will uh, <laughs> we will cut all of the bullshit out of this show, but only if you pay for it. That's patreon.com slash your pop filter. Mike, if the people want to rate the show, how can they do so? To rate this show, go to ratethispod.com slash superhero. And that will take you to everywhere you can rate us. Please do that. It does help us out a lot. Subscribe, review, Tell a friend. Just phone a friend right now and be like, hey, I know you like comic book TV. Have you checked out the superhero show show? Mm-hmm. Do it. Again, just do it, everyone. Phone up and a friend. Like, when you call that friend, just know that a little bit of explanation. Uh, they'll be like, what? And they'll be like, or then you're like, uh, it's a show about superhero shows. That's why it's called the superhero show show. Mm-hmm. Like, Just explain yeah. the title a little bit, please. Again, thank you for that reminder. Again, that was just for me and nobody else. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. While you're phoning up a friend, also tell him to listen to next week because next week we are going to dig into it is Alice Cooper gets to direct the Riverdale finale. Got to talk about that. But it's women are going strong. Supergirl is also directing Supergirl. Our girls are all about this. And you guys, the biggest thing of all, the pepper plant is opening in Katie Keene. So everyone tune in for that. We're all just equally excited about all these items. That is it for the show. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I am me, Cassie, and everyone. That's it. Rest in peace. See you next week. Legends of Tomorrow. Sari's recouping from her fight. <laughs> you found a way to fit Sari in there almost immediately. <laughs> you got so mad that you said tomorrow. Why are you talking like you're from the East Coast? What? Y'all Legends of Tomorrow? <laughs> Eat the potatoes. Oh, man. That's why I got angry is my the accent came out. <laughs> just take a breath and yep. start again. And just- don't worry. This will all just be after the outro music. <laughs> Perfect. So no stopping. Just go right to it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go right to it. <laughs> let's get right to it. Better now than Is tomorrow. She from Oki? <laughs> I didn't know that at all. Okay. <laughs>